You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman, and I'm joined today by Joe Wood, as usual. But today, I wanted to bring you a special podcast episode because I'm really so excited to be speaking to the owner of uh, Large Practice of the year, Joe Woodbetch Left E. How are you doing, Joe? I'm good and I've got my little mate with me sitting by my side. I'm I'm so happy. I'm so good. And uh, got a bit of a croaky voice from all of the shouting on Monday night and congratulating other people and things and our members and seeing so many bookkeepers. It was so lovely. But yeah, I'm good this morning. Thank you. Oh, so Joe, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Joe, Joe's business, Joe Wood Virtual FD, won Large Practice of the Year on Monday night at the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers annual awards ceremony. They run the Luca Awards every year. And um, and yeah, this is the first time you've won a Luca, isn't it? So uh, a really super exciting time, but also, you know what? So well-deserved. I know you've had so much support from the bookkeeping community and that everyone's been saying, you know, well-deserved. I can see the messages coming up now. Somebody said, huge congratulations, Joe. And, you know, I'm, I'm really pleased that you've been acknowledged with this award because you have had an incredible journey so do you want to tell us when did you start the business and how how large is the practice now so my practice Joe Wood Virtual FD was a sole trader practice that I started in April 2019 um, we went limited in or started trading through the limited company in October um, 2020 um, so but in the you know um, since going which is just you know just over two years now it started off with just me and now there's um well there's going to be 12 of us uh by the end of the year there's 10 at the moment but we've just we've just been offering some jobs and things so um we hope you know if people accept our position so yeah we're growing still so um yeah it's um yeah there will be 12 of us by the end of the year and that's really really exciting um didn't I didn't really map this kind of level of growth. Um, when I started, I had very much, um, I'd just been made redundant as a finance director. I lost our main income as a, you know, in the family. And my my main focus when I started was to get some money in the house so that I could keep my house. Um, we'd only just moved into a house in 2018. I'd just been given my dream house or worked hard for it. And then the salary that was going to be paying the mortgage was gone. So okay. I had that one focus to build and replace that salary. Um, and then when I got to that point, which was in about seven months, I think, um, which then meant I had to go back registered. Um, and I was like, wow, okay, this this is working. Everything that I had learned over my multiple years of being in business and running a bookkeeping practice, I realized that, um, and I, I decided to document my journey because I knew and learned how important that was. If everybody documented what they could do, then you can teach that to others. And I, so I had documented my journey and I was like, I, I felt like I'd found the magic formula. It had done exactly what I needed it to do. And then I was looking at, okay, so what's next? And then the what's next is to get my husband out of his job that he was unhappy in. So he could be working for the business. Also, my other, my sister, she was working as a finance manager and she was um, expecting a baby. And I didn't want her to be juggling 
a newborn I wanted her working so that was that was my first goal really to get for her and then um and then we got um October um when did Jack her husband he joined he left his business he was miserable working in a school he was miserable and I was like right next job is to get him out so now this business supports two households fully it supports the husbands and wives in two households and that was our next goal and that's where we're at and now now we want to get it bigger to help you know reimburse our staff to better levels um but also at the moment we're really really busy so I'm very much like it's great being busy but I don't want my staff working so hard that they're stressed our our strap line in our business is happy and content and if anyone is not happy and content then it's our job to change things and make it so so yeah that's why we're, we're looking and growing and taking on more staff to even out the workload I love how family focused you are behind the scenes Joe and I have been talking about values and I know that family is so important for you and it just it, everything you live and breathe in your business comes back to that and I love how you've been able to create a business that supports your family but also creates jobs for other people um, one of the things I'm just thinking about our bookkeeping community and the kind of challenges they come up against um, you and you know what when you started this business you you mentioned you started out as a sole trader did you ever anticipate that you would be able to support your family your sister's family other people as well I didn't have that belief at the time, even though I've worked so hard, but I'd also had four failed practices before. I'll say failed, mm. they, different reasons that they, they didn't work out. And so I didn't kind of have that belief. Also, I didn't have, I'd never won a Luca. Um, I kind of, I kind of felt, and I had applied, like this is the fifth time I've gone, and bit, well, the fifth time I've gone for this award. I've always been shortlisted, um, but this is the fifth time I've gone for the award. and. I, um, so yeah, I didn't have, I didn't think about, it didn't even enter my head to set up as a limited company because I just thought this business will support me and just replace that income. And um, I didn't think it was gonna be justified to be um, limited. And very quickly I realized it needed to be. And I was like, oh man, why didn't I just, why did not, why do I not follow what I teach as well? And it's, it's, it's funny, isn't it, you know, is sometimes I've realized I'm like do what I say and not what I do and now I'm like oh my goodness yeah if you if your goals are bigger and my goals have always been massive but I've just been made redundant so my goals were massive but my confidence was really low mm. and they didn't they weren't aligned so um but when my confidence built up then I was like right come on Joe, let's sort this out and now I'm thinking again again it speaks that I thought it was only going to be me with the name of my firm I named it after myself which I knew was the biggest no-no I knew that don't name a firm after yourself because it means you're the one that everyone wants to speak to I knew that but at the time I didn't care because I had no confidence no money and I knew that my name was the only thing that people might recognize because I've been in the industry for so many years so I had to use that to my advantage now we will be reviewing um our whole brand of our practice and it won't be my name anymore um so that is that is something that will be changing in the future because it's not just me it's very much everybody in the team so um yeah again that's something but so and this is the thing we need to learn it doesn't matter and nothing is forever just make that decision that's right for you right now 
and go ahead with it. If it's going to help you move forward, just go with it. You can always change things down the line. Now, the thought of changing all our name and our practice licenses and insurance and the agency, all of that fills me with dread. But I've got a team around me and we will we will create create a list and we will get through that list and we will do it together. Do you know what? I think that um, at the point that you were, and I know that you were under non-competes and you probably weren't able to really, you know, if you were launching a new business, using your name was probably quite a good move for people to be able to recognise who you were. So I don't, you know, it, yeah. hindsight's amazing, isn't it? And when you know, well, actually, this is what the future was going to look like, you might have made a different decision. But you, like you said, you go out and you do the best thing that you can. Um, what have your challenges been? What other challenges have you faced? Um, I, like finding clients is a big one for our business. Has that come up for you? Or how? Because you clearly have loads of work coming in. I'm just wondering. Yeah. So it was, you know, this whole thing about the ideal client avatar. When I started, um, I very much wrote a piece of paper. Um, I've got the piece of paper still. I drew a stick woman in the middle and um, Jane West, age 42. I thought I knew who might, like, I literally wrote about who she was married to, her children, what she did in her spare time, um, what her business was, why she joined her business, what TV programs she watched. I literally, I knew the work I had to do. But funny enough, Jane West isn't my ideal client anymore. But she was who I thought was my ideal client at the time. And and that's the thing. So I've done did the work. And then actually, like we say, sometimes, you know, just who is your favorite client you like working with now? And I picked up one of these clients as a beauty salon owner and I just loved working with her. I loved what I was able to help her achieve. I loved the confidence I was able to instill in her. And then she went off singing from the rooftops to her Mem uh, the group membership that she was in on Facebook saying like this is what's happening with my bookkeeper she's amazing she's helping me do this that and the other um and then there there was a whole a whole load of my ideal clients all sitting in that room um and then that's when I became the expert in that group the finance expert and then obviously COVID happened and that's when they said can you come in and share with our group what we need to do in COVID and I was there as a support system for them and that's how so I've been able to generate lots of my clients from that industry but also from LinkedIn um as well I've had lots of inquiries from there because I did a video and put it on there and that's still generating still generating even though it's really out of date really but it's still generating leads um and yeah I, I was still in a non-compete clause I was um so I I left October I've just found out it's six, it was six years the 31st of October I left the, an accountancy firm that I was in partnership with and I was in a three-year um, non-compete clause but it was the best thing for me because they weren't my ideal clients anyway who I was already working with so it made me move away and look for other other industries love it you're clearly nailing your niche now you're clear on who you want to be working with um what does it mean to you and your team to have won the award oh my goodness I think it's um it's given us all a real boost we know that we are doing things we always have our clients in mind we are very much, um, if we don't get a response from somebody, so I've changed my whole, when I had practices before, it was very much uh, in the offices, there would be a culture of bitching and moaning about the clients. Oh, they're not doing this. Oh, they're not doing that. Oh God, they're on the phone again. And from working on myself and doing business development, I've realized that actually if um, I was creating bad clients, firstly, I was choosing the wrong type of clients. 
And then I wasn't serving them in the way. So no wonder they were bad. No wonder they weren't doing what I needed them to do. I hadn't taught them how to do that. So now we very much focus our business on training our clients to be the best clients that they can be by communication and nurturing and giving them all the tools that they need to be an amazing client. And a lot of that is our time. Um, so we focus a lot on that. And we have one client at the moment that she was she just wasn't giving us our, her stuff. And we know she'd had she'd had cancer and she'd had COVID and she had all these bad things. And I was like, right, what do we need to do for you? And it was as simple as setting up a WhatsApp group with her and the rest of my team. And now she's giving us the stuff at last. She wasn't answering emails. Emails were not her thing. And rather than us going, oh, my goodness, she's such an awful client. I was like, what do you need from us? How can we help you? And she said a WhatsApp group would be great. So that's, I, this feels like it's recognition at last that I finally got the formula right. And I know now that we can, we can build, we can scale, we can choose what this business does, what it's a vehicle for, for us and our family. And that's just, that is just amazing. Um, And we are talking about like, excite, we have exciting goals. So I don't know if anyone, we've, me and my sister have set up the profitable salon membership as well to support the clients that, so we have lots of clients that come to us that can't afford our services. We're not cheap and they can't afford that. So we've set up a monthly membership, £49 a month for them to come on and they learn about a lot of the skill set. We also put all of our clients into that so they can still have, they get access to that for free. So we've got loads of people in this profitable membership and we've decided now that that business alone, its sole purpose is to, make enough money so that me and my sister and her family and my kids can go to Florida and we're going to do the Star Wars experience which is an extra six grand apparently for for all of us to go and we and that is the sole focus of that and for us all to go on holiday together because that's what we'd really like so it's about yeah so that's that is what this business does for me and I don't think yes it pays my mortgage yes it does that but we want experiences and we want to we want to have fun and we want to be happy and I don't think I ever, that was never a possibility in my other practices because I wasn't focused on how to make my clients happy and content. And now I do. I love the power of setting goals. And I love that you celebrate the success. Like you will be celebrating the success of the Profitable Salon while you are in Florida. And I think <laughs> marking it in that way, because it's so easy to get wrapped up in the day-to-day. Okay, here's some revenue. Great, tick. Let's get on with another month's work and then move on and do the same thing again. But actually marking those successes is amazing. So I'm, I hope I get an invite to Florida as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay, so final question, Joe, before we wrap up. What would your advice be to somebody who's starting a bookkeeping practice or thinking of starting a bookkeeping practice and perhaps is lacking confidence and worried about how they're going to find clients and think you know just really getting started and not sure how to find their way absolutely so I think the first thing you need to do is really think about stop stop thinking oh I don't know this and I don't know that focus on what you do know focus on how you can help you only need to be a few steps ahead of somebody else to be able to add value so think about um, the people you know, the industries that you like to enjoy yourself as a customer and, um, you know, what are the things you go onto Google or YouTube and look at, those kind of things. Where could you, where are you on the same wavelength as somebody and then how could you help them in their business? And yes, the bookkeeping needs to be done, but lots of business owners um, are technicians in their business. They know how to do the work. They do not know how to run a business. So I, that's where I think 
I focus my attention and help them. I help them think about their sales and I've helped them think about their marketing and their branding, all of the things that are in our six month success program on what you need to do to implement into your program and um, into your practice. And then just use that as, um, as a stepping stone to talk to your clients about how they're running their businesses. A lot of the time, business owners just want a sounding board. They are surrounded by staff. They're surrounded by family and um, spouses. Maybe they don't feel they can talk about that. Be that person that they can communicate with that understands the that side of their business. And maybe they need just some handholding. But don't, don't feel you have to take on any client. Really think, will this person, if I work with them, can I add value to them? And can and that will they make me happy and content? And I really do think that is that is the key. I am now very very confident to say no to some clients if um, if we're not the right fit. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I would suggest. Yeah, and absolutely join our startup Q and A webinar today um, if you are thinking of starting a practice. As I say, I've started five in my, over the years, um, and some I've started well. And some have not been so well. And I, so I think it's about, yeah, find someone, find a community that know, know how to avoid all of the pitfalls. Absolutely. Perfect. Well, well done, Joe. Show us that looper again. It's so shiny. So Ooh. shiny and silver. Look at yeah. that. Oh, yeah. huge congratulations. And I know everyone, everyone in the community is just cheering you on now watching this. Um, so for anyone who um, wants to know more about how they can start a practice, as Joe said, we have a free webinar. It's today at 11 o'clock. You can register at sixfigurebookkeeper.com slash webinar. We'd love to see you there. We're going to be on Zoom. Come join us live. Ask your questions. Um, it's free to get involved. And uh, we will see you back, back here later. We have another podcast today with Chris and Sage. So we'll see you at one o'clock for our next podcast. Take care. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers podcast, the topical bookkeeping chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club? Or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.